I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are giving you 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Welcome to Man Bites Pod, coming straight from the central coast of California and Brisbane, Australia. Let me introduce my co-host, Gene the Baron. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. feel like I need a, need an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, the man, commander here always knows that I am up and at him in the morning at the crack of dawn as soon as the coat crows. How you doing, commander? Fucking fantastic, man. I'm absolutely excited about this fucking, this fucking toxic Avenger. This, I, I don't know why. Didn't think this one was going to get done. I didn't think of it like a horror movie, but we're doing fucking genre films. We're doing grind. This is good. It is grime at its finest. It is grime at its finest. And I'm excited. Can you guys tell that I'm excited right now? Like, yes, like a little bit. my a favorite little bit. thing to do, dude. And seriously, this is my favorite fucking movie of all time. Hands down, there is nothing that even compares to being my favorite movie of all time. We had to do this. The Toxic Avenger is the hero that not only New Jersey needs, but that America needs. <laughs> and probably deserves as well. So let's get into it. We open up with the fucking movie. We have fucking Melvin Muntz. He's just a mop boy. He's just fucking cleaning this gym. It's the 1980s. Everybody are working out, trying to work on their physiques. And we get introduced to the other characters we got bozo we got slug and we got julia and what's the other girl's name fucking who cares the brunette that one that one they are assholes they don't like the mop boy why are they stressing him why is he stressing me julie you know he's stressed out because this fucking mop boy's there while he's trying to smoke joints and do over 200 push-ups and sit-ups at the same time this is not fucking good. We got to take this guy out. You know what? We're going to embarrass him. Julie. Julie, you need to go take it. Take an idea. Let, let's get an idea. Let's all shake our asses in the middle of the racquetball fucking court while we come up in it with an idea in a huddle while a wonderful song plays in the background because it's got an awesome 80s soundtrack as well. What are we going to do? We're going to fucking get this mop boy. Julia. She tries to come on to Melvin. She tries to come on to Melvin. She's like, hey, meet me downstairs. I like pink. Here's my tits. You want to see my pink? You need to come downstairs with me. 
put this tutu on. We got get introduced to the tutu. Hey, my boy needs a fucking tutu if he's gonna go get some. He gets down there. He's fucking strolling up with his mop. He thinks he's gonna get some. He's gonna do it. What are they gonna do? It. He gets down there. Pitch black. Lights come on. He's making out with a goddamn sheep. And for some reason, Lloyd Kaufman said thought that they had to dress up a sheep, even though it was supposed to be pitch black. I don't know. But a sheep does look good with makeup and a bra on if you're filming a trauma movie. Also, that sheep had lice and your man didn't know about it until after they finished filming the scene. (laughs) Hey, you lay down with strange sheep, you might come up with lice, man. Yeah, I mean, that's how the old adage goes. I believe that's an old Italian saying. So we can't just have the four main characters laughing at Mel- Melvin the Mop Boy for getting fucking making out with a sheep. No, we need 20 to 30 people in this fucking corridor all pointing and laughing at Melvin the Mop Boy so much that he gets fucking chased out of a window, which by chance just has some coked out truck drivers underneath with some toxic waste he falls right into the toxic waste fucking starts fucking bubbling up burst into flames runs away in front of crowds upon crowds of people goes home his mom can't recognize him he's going through changes he must be going through puberty and shit no he's becoming the goddamn toxic avenger the first superhero from new jersey And in New Jersey, in Tromaville, in the 1980s, there was a really big problem with crime. And they were trying to fucking pay off cops. And so we were introduced to Clancy. Clancy, what is he? Of course, he's an Irish cop because he's the only good cop. And if there's going to be a good cop, he's probably going to be an Irishman. It's America. Who fucking knows? I resent this. So the mobsters are going to cigar face and the mobsters are going to pay off fucking old Clancy. But the toxic Avenger, he comes up. What does he do? The mobster mops up the mobsters with his mop and cleans up Tromaville. Fucks these guys up. Does some fucking speed bagging on some ball sacks, some speed bagging on some fucking heads. Fucking old Clancy makes some Irish boxing reference that no one in America gets. But it's in the movie. Oh, I do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The Irish person I know got the joke. Yep, I got the joke. <laughs> and how about this? I'm not going to fucking explain it either. <laughs> I don't want you to because no one ever needed to explain that joke. It was just yes. for you, Ryan. And that's the kind of movies that Lloyd Kaufman makes where there's a joke in it just for that one person. So the Toxic Avenger... He starts cleaning up Tromaville. He's fucking up people, the cigar face. There's so much crime that the Mexican place, the local Mexican food restaurant that is known only as the Mexican place, is also getting held up by Leroy and Rico. That place was legitimately called the Mexican place. That was the name of that restaurant. And by the way, it is now... It is now a Popeye's chicken in New Jersey. Ah, lame. 
And uh, also, why does the fuck did they have samurai swords on the wall? <laughs> That's not a prop. That the Mexican place, that place had samurai swords on the wall. Hey, Toxie's got a black man's voice at this point where he had a squeaky little nerd's voice. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know oh, why no, no, there's no. samurai swords on that wall? Because you're going to have to suspend disbelief a little Japanese. bit when you watch Toxic Adventure. <laughs> at which point, the Toxic Avenger meets his girlfriend, Sarah. His blind girlfriend, Sarah, who is totally almost raped by this guy and he shoots their dog they shoot the dog toxie saves the day takes sarah away takes her they start a relationship he's still cleaning up tromaville they move in together in the toxic waste dump but she's blind she doesn't know there's this really romantic scene where she shows her tits kind of totally destroyed her career because she's no longer in any other films after this she really I thought that. this was going to make her career did not they shocked away that from trauma the didn't make a fucking uh, queen of fucking hollywood <laughs> <laughs> no only kevin costner <laughs> Sizzle Beach, USA, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. So Toxie's busy cleaning up Tromaville and like really taking care of the situation because he's a working man. He's trying to like take care of the one good cop in Tromaville. He's trying to save the children and everything. But all of a sudden, he takes out a little person, a little old lady, and he fucking kills her by putting her in the fucking steam press. This seems totally out of character. And everyone's like, dude, this monster is really a monster. We need to stop this guy. Call in the National Guard. Toxie and Sarah are like, let's get the fuck out of here. The toxic waste dump, the heat's on here. We need to go down by the other side of the river and go set up a tent. We're going to live by ourselves. We're all going to get away from this. No. The mayor of Tromaville calls in the National Guard where we have a whole procession of fucking jeeps and tanks and everything else in the entire town. There's like 60 people in this fucking scene that are all come upon the fucking tent to destroy this monster. But here comes Clancy. Here comes Clancy, our good cop, our good Irish cop fucking coming up with the children. Because you know what? Wu-Tang's for the children and the Toxic Avengers for the children. And the children are there for the toxic avenger and they try to save him and he the toxic avenger is like no everyone put their guns down and everyone does put their guns down the national guard put their guns down the tanks all fucking lift their barrels up but the fucking no goody mayor he takes his fucking 38 revolver tries to fucking cap toxie in the fucking gut but you know what happens when Toxie sees evil? His traumatons start to fucking fluctuate, and he can see that evil coming out of the mayor. So what does he do? He rips out his fucking guts in front of a fucking huge crowd of people, and everyone cheers, and it's the end of the movie, and everyone's saved! America! <laughs> God damn it, this movie's great. <laughs> it is, man. It is cinematic masterpiece you know what i didn't think of um we were talking about kevin costa um and 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 how this trauma never made a fucking decent actor or actress 
it did make an Oscar-winning actress. Marissa Tomei mm, is, see that. is in this film. Yeah. Uh, as girl I don't in, know who she is in this, though. As girl in Locker Room and the director's cut. She's, she's walking out of the shower. It's a deleted scene, I believe, actually. But yeah, okay. she's walking out of the shower in the locker room. She's just walking through with a towel on. But that's Jersey. Oscar winner, Marissa. It's Tomei. New Jersey. <laughs> Gotta have Tomei in there if it's Jersey. Right. I mean, if we're gonna do that, the actual one actor that did make something of himself after this was Leroy from the taco scene, the guy with the half red face, half black face. And uh, he went on to do a bunch of movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was on CSI a bunch of times. He had a recurring role with uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman for like eight episodes, dude. You're You're comparing this motherfucker. Wait a minute. Leroy? Was that his name in the movie? Leroy. That that dude's actual name, I believe, is Patrick Kilpatrick. Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah. I, I, I don't care if that's his real name. That's racist as shit. Fuck that. <laughs> <guy's name. laughs> and also, he that's quit amazing. that movie. Yo, he quit this movie. He quit this movie in the middle of filming after he had to point a shotgun at a baby. So yeah. fuck him. You know, and that is the thing is that Lloyd Kaufman always says, you know, we fucking threatened a baby with a shotgun. We threatened to fucking rape a blind woman in front of a bunch of people and shit. But the one thing they caught heat about was shooting the blind dog, the service dog. It's a, yo, man, it's a service dog. That was the biggest complaint they got. Uh, Well, for a while, anyway. They (laughs) run over children's heads in this. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Early on in the film. Early on in the goddamn film. Yeah. Within the first babies. five minutes. You know that's a rule for me. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're killing babies, but they can't. dude, why do you think John Wick works so well? Mm. It's because people fucking yeah. people are more upset about a dog yeah. dying than a yeah. person, which I actually understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect um, sense. Razorback, when those two crazy Outback brothers, one of them runs over a dog, they got lots of trouble for that. Barely anything else for the rest of the film. Example again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't nobody give a fuck about rape or murder. They care about uh, dogs the, getting the hurt. Dogs. <laughs> Yo, if if you have a movie with rape and murder, but a dog gets hit with a fucking with a with a, a leash, they're gonna yeah. lose their fucking minds, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Humans, peculiar, peculiar creatures. Oh, uh, we're we're odd ducks for sure. Mm. <laughs> Reverend, right. please. Well, take uh, our Baron, children. what did you think about this? We've got to get, get this out the initial response about it. We've got to get this out the way. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I know this film is very important and very sentimental, and you love this film. I knew it was your favorite film, so I'm not gonna, you know go too hard in the paint, as you Americans like to say. I don't like this film at all. (laughs) I had great trouble watching this film. It's like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) It's not as bad as Slumber Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. Running theme joke on this podcast. (laughs) But no, I this this was too much. This is this, this a, is this 
Baron, is this a new low? Is this is this that bad? Like, no, no, it's not as it's not as bad as Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. I enjoyed it more than that film. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, but it's in the top. It's in the uh, the bottom three <laughs> with Slumber Party Massacre Part Two and um, Blood Sucking <laughs> Freaks and this film. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel, there, gentlemen. All uh, trauma films. All trauma trauma films. films. Um, Me don't. I don't think I'm a trauma fan. Just quietly. Um, um, I have to follow. Up take it away. Another, I have another follow up question. Did you have in um, when, so when you Baron, when you were a, a wee Baron, were you in? You were in New Zealand, yes. Yes. So did you have? Did you have the Toxic Avenger cartoon over there? Or was that strictly an American thing? We didn't have the cartoon, but we had this film. Because I used to watch this film as a kid, and I enjoyed okay. it as a kid. Whatever you want to make uh, from that being the fact, uh, considering the fact I don't like it, like it now. But regardless, we did have this film back then. It was a, it was um, it was a VHS, you know, stores, horror section. For whatever sure. reason, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of horror, but I was allowed to watch this one, yeah? <laughs> um, which is crazy because there's so much inappropriate shit. I mean, there's the death scenes and whatnot, but then there's the language, yeah? <laughs> there's all the fucking homophobia and sexism that is rife <laughs> throughout this film. Hey, it's the 80s, I guess. But um, <laughs> The 80s in, in New Jersey. They yeah, literally use every derogatory term I, of every single race within the first five minutes of this yeah. film when they yeah. list off how many points you get for hit and running them yeah yeah um yeah but, but objectively though this film did make me laugh up into a certain point but the the jokes were pretty much i found the jokes pretty much to be all the same it was the same type of delivery, the same type of joke, just bang, 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 one after the other, that are flatlined yeah. for me. The same sort of way that I don't like Anchorman films because the jokes are kind of like the same, delivered in the same sort of fashion, the same style, uh, one after uh, the other. Uh, chest, gut punch, gut punch, gut punch. This kind of had the same thing that it just, the appeal ran out for me, yeah? But interesting. That does that just, make sense? That just let me in on a big fucking, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, okay. no, I understand. Okay. 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 But um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit all over it because I know it's an important film to you. This film's just not for me. This film's just I, not for me. Yeah. It's not supposed to be for everyone, man. It really yeah, is. No, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yo, man, like I, I to, to I mean, to be perfectly honest, this is a punk rock film to me. Yeah. Like it's yeah. um and I know this is this is um this is the reverence flick, but this is a punk rock flick. So to me, it's not supposed to be for everybody. Not everyone's not everyone's supposed to get it. If they did, it would be a fucking it, it would be fucking Armageddon with the Bruce Willis and the fucking Ben Affleck. And it would be it would be palatable to everybody. It would have an Aerosmith soundtrack and it would be fine. It's that's not what this is. It's pure grind. And it's not supposed to be for everybody. It's I don't even think it's supposed to be for us because we're all the way on the other side of the country. I think it's supposed to be for oh, degenerates oh. in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. 
Like, I don't even think it's, I don't even think people in New York are supposed to like this as much as they are. Like, it's, it's, all right, here's a question that is true. So, Troma was born out of and based in New Jersey in its heyday, at least, anyway. Yeah, no, they're they're still in in the same spot. Avenger is okay, primarily and entirely filmed in New Jersey. Okay, even the the scenes where it's the Toxic Avenger and he's running around that is shot from New Jersey looking towards New York, right? I understand. Okay, I got you. I got you. This is close. Yeah, so you, this, this in mind, you have to keep in mind that, okay, so the West Coast has very large states. California is the third largest state out of 50 in the entire mm-hmm. union. Um, the East Coast has very small states. So you've got New York, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut. Yeah. All of these, all of these, and 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 uh, Pennsylvania—they're all yeah. just right there. They're crammed on top of each other, and you can yeah. fit all of them, all of them into Central California. Okay. Like it's, I hear you. it's it's a small little area that's just people packed on top of people. Interesting, interesting. Is this an honest portrayal, a uh, cultural artifact, eighties New Jersey? Would you say? I don't know about New Jersey, but this is an American artifact of the eighties. One hundred percent, man. Both of us are from the West Coast, so it's difficult for us to weigh in. On, I mean, we weigh in a little bit, but we're not from there. So yeah, I get you. Yeah, okay, I get you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I got a lot of people from over there. Matter of fact, uh, shout out to West Nile. I was just talking to him about how we were going to do this. He's from New Jersey. He's from fucking Newark. Great rapper. Go check out West Nile's shit. For sure, man. No, Jersey, and I feel like New Jersey is, uh, it, they have a coast. They got the Showa. So, like, they're closer to California <laughs> than, like, fucking New York is. They're right by the beach, man. What are you talking you know? about? New York has a beach, too. They, yeah, but no one goes there. It's called Coney Island. Island. No one goes there. Beach. Either way, man, I feel like Jersey and California kind of have some aspects a lot closer than fucking New York and California do, just because okay. there's some more like suburb ghetto aspects to it. You know, like California has a lot of suburb okay. ghetto. Actually, that's that's actually if fair. that makes sense, man. Yeah, that like that low, there, California there's... has big city ghetto, but then we got a lot of suburb ghetto too. Yeah, we there. There's that. There's that lower middle class ghetto that we have, that subtle lower middle class ghetto that we have. That yeah, you're probably right. I'm pretty sure you're right. New Jersey has that, and fucking New York probably doesn't. Pretty Either sure. Either way, York, all of those dick and fart jokes translate really well with my culture, <laughs> and I love this fucking film, man. Like seriously, dude. I watched the cartoon as a kid. I saw this too. on VHS like before the cartoon even came out. I'm wearing my Toxic Avenger shirt right now. I have a tattoo. I have all of the toys from the fucking '90s. Um, I have a fucking color forms play set of the Toxic Avenger, man. Like, seriously, I love this film. I have dressed up as him like probably nine times during Halloween with the full tutu and body paint and everything, man. Brian's seen it. I 
love this fucking film. There is not a more American thing than this film. The fact that like the style Just of directing go. is purely American and intense. And the fact Just that the there's fact so many it was made. Yeah, the fact that it was made. The fact that someone DIY did this shit. You know, the fact that someone was like, we make a bunch of sex comedies. Let's make a horror movie that's not really a horror movie and not really a superhero movie either. We're just going to take this all and throw it together. It didn't have a huge fucking release to begin with. It got fucking picked up on the New York circuit, which was literally 100 miles away for them to go play it at a bunch of theaters during the 80s went right at the end of the grindhouse era and it made enough money for him to do a sequel and it made trauma and he did a sequel and he shot so much stuff with the money that he made that he made two sequels he made the toxic avenger part two where he goes to japan which when i went to japan i went to all the places that the toxic avenger went like i i was like i gotta go to all the different places that the toxic avenger went like, and he shot so much stuff that he made the Toxic Avenger 2 and 3 with the money that he made. And it created the entire franchise and studio of Trauma Films, which exists to this day, has yeah. spawned multiple other people's fucking careers and stuff. Including know, South um, Park and all yeah. kinds of other shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that. Absolutely. Which, which we already covered yeah. in Cannibal the Musical in an earlier yeah. episode. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. Um, yeah, man. Like, it's a, it's the punk rock American dream is what it is. That's what trauma is. It is, man. Yeah. So uh, do you guys want to do some gimmicks then? Yeah, sure, man. Uh, your Before episode. we go into that, I just I've just got one question to ask. Uh, just bringing it to current day because yes, this is a what you would, a definitive cult classic. I do recognize that absolutely. The Toxic Avenger uh, did spawn trauma. Absolutely, trauma exists to this day. A uh, friend of mine, June Marks, uh, American rapper who now lives in the Philippines. One of his tracks is going on a new. Uh, uh, trauma film coming out soon, so check out June Marx. Shout out! Oh, very cool. Don't know riddle. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, its influence is worldwide spread to this day, if you will. Uh, but I do have to ask you your opinions there, both of you, about the new Toxic Avenger film, which is slowly happening, which will happen. It's been ten years in the making. Yeah, uh, it has been this, ten years in the yeah, making. Elijah Wood. Uh, is the uh, he is the kind of uh, creative money force behind it happening? It's got Peter Dinklage cast as Toxie, um, and uh, it's going to be directed by Macon Blair. Now, if we remember Macon Blair from our murder party, he was the grimy guy with the beard and the chainsaw. That's him, who was also in Blue Ruin by Jeremy Saunier, who directed Murder Party. Uh, he's fantastic in uh, Blue Ruin. Macon Blair is like actually a really, really great artist, uh, screen artist. He's going to be directing it. What do you guys think? Are you hopeful? Do you want it to not happen? I'm not I'm not following I'm not following the reverence so let me go first here. Um I actually was not aware of this. You just mentioned all of those names and I'm 100% in. 
I think that what Elijah Wood does with fucking with yes, his, his company with yes. and, and honestly, I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. I'm not I'm not one of those dickheads. It's like I've never seen it. I don't I don't care. I just I, I just wasn't interested and didn't watch. But I like that dude. Um, yes, I, think I, he, I think he's a legit yeah. good actor. Yes. Um, everybody you just mentioned makes me think that this is a fucking good idea. Kevin Bacon's going to be in it, man. Kevin fucking oh, I Bacon. I fucking love Kevin Bacon. Let yeah. me tell you something. Tremors is coming <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah, cool. Tremors is that. coming. Yeah, cool. Uh, um, I will second the Tremors coming to this podcast because I did on your recommendation do all of the Tremors like up to like number eight because there <laughs> are like eight different Tremors now. Yeah, um, man. I am on board with any Toxic Avenger reboot that involves any of those people. It has been in the works for years. Uh, Schwarzenegger was fucking like tied right. to it fucking years yeah. ago and stuff. Lloyd's been talking about always doing it. Lloyd always wants to do a new Toxic Avenger film because it's his fucking cash cow and it's fucking rad. Everyone wants to be the Toxic Avenger. If you talk about trauma films, you talk about the Toxic Avenger and that is why it is my favorite fucking film. Um, I don't know if there is another flagship hero other than Mickey Mouse to a company that is what the Toxic Avenger is to trauma films, you know? So anything that, that has something to do with that, I am on board for, especially with Elijah Wood, especially with Peter Dicklage. It's going to be amazing. I know Lloyd's only going to let it happen if, like, it's right. And I'm on board. He has enough people fucking backing him now for him to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, with, and with Macon Blair there as well, Blue Room and Green Room. Yeah. It was yeah. main dude in Green Room, you know? Uh -huh. They're involved in good shit and making good shit. I so, mean, yeah, we shall see. He's been, Lloyd's been doing all the fucking Marvel appearances through everything that James Gunn does and stuff because James Gunn's another person that would not have a career if it was not for trauma. Like, yep. trauma is a flagship American culture thing, and it is a punk rock fucking DIY thing where a lot of these early fucking artistic geniuses really were able to fucking hone their craft and move on to something new. And Lloyd's still doing it because that is his baby. And it's his, you know, it's his artistic vision that he's been able to stay true to. All right. Just one last thing then since we're uh, praising Troma here. Um, and I assume it is a, a Troma film. It can't be long to anyone else. Another film that I was allowed to watch for some reason when I was young, Surf Nazis Must Die. Will that come to me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Surf Nazis Must Die is a trauma film and it I, is a yeah, wonderful film. That okay. would bring it to the West Coast and uh, I may have to do that for my There we go. Film. Nice. Please do. Yeah, Please that, do. I'm curious. That, yeah, to revisit. That was, definitely, that was definitely one that was going to I was going to bring to the table or Terry was uh, fucking okay. the Reverend was going to bring that to the table. I know it because <laughs> it, it's a must. That's a must. If you like grind if you like grimy B fuck never mind. You know. Yeah. You know. Of course. Of course. You fucking know.
<laughs> All right. Favorite bit of violence, man. Let's uh, start it off with you, Gene. What, what do you think, the Baron? Uh, yes, okay, give me a moment here. Yeah, um, hot ass, hot ass, sorry, America, hot ass, <laughs> <laughs> which is hot girls' ass burnt on sauna hot stones. We're in the black, uh, almost Darth Vader black voice. He says, Let this be a lesson to you, hot ass. We know the scene I'm talking about, yes. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me laugh. And it's also like um, the downtrodden, you know, getting one over on, you know, the rich, rich pricks. Definitely. I did appreciate that element to the film, of course. So, yeah, that's my bit of box. That's yeah. funny. Funny bit about that is that if you count. So if you do a body count of this film, she gets included in it because you assume, yes, she was murdered because Toxie's taking revenge, right? But there's a deleted scene where she is fighting with the other girl whose name fails me in a jail cell later, and she's got bandages on her ass and they're fucking fighting. <laughs> her and Julia, yeah. Julia, that's the other Julie, one. Yeah. Julie, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Julia and the brunette. Because they only say the brunette's name once. Same with the other guy at the Mexican place. Which brings me to my favorite bit of violence. Which is the fucking hands in the fryer. I love that shit. I worked at a fucking Burger King. was my first job. Totally stuck my hand in the fryer. And that shit fucking hurts, man. So don't do that. Um, yeah. Yes, All right. Let's go uh, with our job royale. Do you want to move yo, on? Yo, man, am I, do I not get to go or what? <laughs> oh, I thought that was your best bit, bit of violence. What are you talking about? I didn't say nothing yet. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> go for it. Yo, okay. So all of us are staying in the restaurant, and I like that. So, uh, no, that's right. No, the Baron, the Baron went with the sauna. That's all right. The Baron is fancy, he's got to stay. He's got to stay in fancy spots. Uh, <laughs> the fucking grimy motherfuckers from the West Coast and fucking the USA have to go with the with the fucking the restaurant shit. I'm going with the milkshake massacre. I'm going with the fucking. I'm going with the Sunday. I really nice. like that. Where he fucking he pours milk in this motherfucker's mouth and then he puts ice cream scoops and then he puts chocolate syrup. And then he puts whipped cream and then he puts a cherry. And then for whatever reason, he's already dressed the whole thing. That's when he decides to mix the whole thing. But he uses the blade of the mixer and fucking destroys that dude's fucking entire face. And it's not it's not particularly the most gruesome, like uh, as far as the way it's shot. There's just a little shot of blood that comes out. It's actually pretty badly done if you look at it. But yeah. That was if a, I we only have it, enough money to do this twice. Right. That's exactly what it was. And truth be told, this was, this was a toss up. And I did decide on this. I didn't, I didn't fucking change my answer. This it was a toss up between this and the fryer. And one of the reasons I like the fryer so much is because Toxie bends the bars around his body. Yeah, and then puts his hands in the fryer. 
But I went with this one just because I liked it. It's so fucking funny how delicately he does the whole shit and then how brutal it is at the end. And being a chef, I've really absolutely thought about how many different bits of violence could be done with everything I work with. So the milkshake gimmick absolutely takes it for me. Reverend. I love it, man. I love it. Well, then uh, let's move on to Jabba Royale right now. And we got a fucking melee match, man. We got Cigar Face and his gang versus the Mexican place gang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're doing oh, a it's full three blo- versus three, man. It's a it's an actual Jabba Royale. It's an actual battle royale. Yeah, we got a royale on our hands. Just to clarify, there's three winners in this, not one, then, yeah? No, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's, cigar it's three on three. A cigar face, the cross dresser, and the big dumb guy with the bat. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Mexican place with the, the leader on sticks. And then we yeah. got Leroy, which is in the red and the black face. Yeah. And then, uh, Rico is the guy that's taking the cash register. So we got three on three. Um, I'm going to step in here. It's, yeah, it's cigar face gang all day. It's not even close. That fucking, that transgender motherfucker with the beard is a goddamn ninja. Yeah. And cigar face himself. That dude's a fucking hood. He ain't playing no fucking games, man. Honestly, I'll be be honest with you. It's not even close. It's not even close. Um, Yeah, Cigar Face Gang takes it all day over that Mexican spot. Or whatever. What was it? Mexican? The Mexican Mexican place. The Mexican place. That's it. What do you I, got here, Bear? Okay. Um, uh, I always like a tiebreaker, but I do have to say uh, Cigar Face Gang. Because of the trans ninja, particularly uh, with the voice, which is like uh, the Toxic Avengers before he turned, <laughs> like a black man with the Toxic Avengers original voice as the nerd. thought there was a nice little switcheroo they did there. And... Um, yeah, because the cigar face gang—they're just—they're just cool. They're just, it was just a better gimmick, basically. Um, but you know, the Mex, the the, um, the Mexican restaurant, their gang—they were shocking. They were like they delivered some of the most abhorrent material in this film whatsoever. Uh, but I have to give it to cigar face gang. I'm just—I just feel they're more over. I like them better. Certainly, the trans ninja Baron. All right, man. This is the way I'm going to set this shit off. I feel like that the Mexican place gang is definitely fucking coming in hard because they really are bringing the violence to the situation. Like they got shotguns. They're up in babies' faces. They shoot a fucking dog. They shoot that other dude like straight up the fucking cigar face ain't fucking taking anyone out. They're just fucking trying to bribe cops on the corner. Right. Fucking the Mexican place gang comes in. They're fucking taking out dogs. They shoot some random fucking yuppie like, He's about to fucking cornhole himself a blind bitch on the side of a fucking Mexican place restaurant. All right. 
it seems really fucked up and they're like taking people out. But I feel like these side characters are going to fucking take themselves out and it's going to rely on cigar face versus sticks. The two leaders are coming up head to head here. All right. Okay. This is the thing. Cigar face to full speed bag fucking punches to the face and to the balls after he ended up in that fucking trash can and still came back for the second fight. Old Sticks lost his arm within fucking like 35 seconds. So I'm going to have to give this to Cigar Face and his entire gang for this match. It seems like we're unanimous that Cigar Face is going to move on in the Jabba Royale. Okay. So it's just Cigar Face who's moving on, just to clarify finally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, wait, wait. I think game? that's important. I think that's important. I move that if Cigar Face and his gang, or even if Mexican Face and their gang move on, it's got to be one person that moves on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, we're yeah. unanimous that it's Cigar Face and his gang. So uh, it'll just be Cigar Face moves on. Right. I'm happy with that. I'm happy if the Baron has with so, the knowledge uh, Reverend has the final that. He that. Yeah. Took full Toxic Avenger speed bagging to the balls and came back for the second fight. We he know did. that this guy has got the endurance more than any other fighter that we have ever brought to the Jabba Royale. Yeah, yeah, gangster man, his nose broke worthy, all types of shit. It's right, a worthy man. qualifier. Yeah, cool. Um, so I don't think that Lloyd Kaufman gave a flying fuck about product placement in this film because some stuff's like kind of really, really obvious, especially in the fucking uh, Mexican food restaurant where they got the Ortega chilies and the El Paso fucking chilies, which oh. are totally still sold at the 99 cent store. And I should have brought some cans to show you guys. But my favorite product placement of this entire fucking film has got to be the fact that every single villain has Budweiser cans all over their dashboard in the floorboards of their car. Not only fucking Bozo and his gang, but also the truck drivers that initially fucking pull over to the side of the road in front of a gym and decide to do blow with a load of toxic waste in the back of their semi. Yeah. Find that's fucking incredible. I did. Did you guys know. notice any other product placement? No, but I just realized I forgot to do product placement for my last pot for our last podcast. Yeah, yeah, I completely <laughs> forget about this uh, gimmick all of the time. Apologies and, for that. I guess, and, but yeah, and I there was a ton of good local ones that I should have mentioned. Mm. I'll do it on the I. I'll do it on the Instagram. Fuck it. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, there's sweet, a bunch sweet, of New sweet. Jersey yeah. ones like all over this film. Like, I don't think Lloyd like crossed out anything really. Okay. Um, okay. The Honda Civic is the vehicle of this film, I feel like, because that chase is the greatest. And like, Honda Civics are small enough that if you come at a slow enough speed, you can jump onto the top of them and hold yourself up like the Toxic Avenger and drive around on the top of the car, which is fucking wonderful to do, and I recommend to everyone. Huh. 
Actually, I just thought of something there, just throwing this out there. Like, I've got to remember product placement going forward in the future. But also uh, the prop of the film, if you will. You guys talk about cars. I'm going to talk about the prop of the film. Have to give it to the mop, the use of the mop in this film. After dealing to people and then just mopping up their face. It's not doing anything, but it's just, you know, it's a nice little symbolic gesture. Yeah, cleaning up the garbage. You know what I mean? The use of the mop in this film being the Toxic Avengers weapon, which is not used until mopping up there, you know, mutilated bodies, the mop in this, yeah. Shout out he to actually him. has two mops <laughs> to begin with until he takes out Cigar Face's gang and he takes out the, the two side villains in Cigar Face's gang with the two mops. And then from that point on, he only has one mop. I don't know okay. why okay. he had two to begin with. There's a lot of holes yeah. in this movie. Okay. <laughs> do you want to rate it either way? Yeah, we can do ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll start off. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll just get this out of the way. Um, I will give it. Ah, okay. What did I give? Slumber Party Massacre 2. I believe that was a two. Bloodsucking Freaks was a four. So I'm going to give this one a three. Yeah. Three out of okay. ten. Yeah, not the worst thing in the world, but I uh, won't be watching it again. But thank you for the knowledge. I always like the knowledge, you know, and know more about trauma film and their importance. As always, that's what, that's the good thing about this podcast. Whether we're doing like um, high art or complete grime trash, uh, kind of like sickness in cinema, this uh, it's important to know both ends of the spectrum. So I appreciate that. But it's three out of ten. And I quite liked this uh, likening I came up with, this disease, the synonym. Have you guys heard of harlequin ichthyosis? No. Mm. Um, Google if you get a chance because it affects, uh, it's, it's brutal. This is brutal. What it is, is a severe genetic disorder that affects the skin. Infants with this condition are born prematurely with very hard, thick skin covering most of their bodies. The skin forms large diamond-shaped plates that are separated by deep cracks, fishes, and these skin abnormalities affect the shape of the eyelids, nose, mouth, and ears, and limit movement of the arms and legs. Restricted movement of the chest can lead to breathing difficulties and respiratory failure in babies with harlequin ichthyosis. It is one of the most terrifying things I have ever seen in fact afflict a human being. And um, Google it if you want, but be warned, it's not pretty. And this film ain't pretty, but you'll remember it. It'll stick in your goddamn mind forever. I love the fact that your rating was like obscenely low, but it was the most brutal disease that we have ever had on the show. And it was like the best, honestly, to me, like that was the best review ever of a movie. Like, oh, it's going to stick with you like this. (laughs) I'm glad. All right. I'm glad. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. This is a fucking 8.5 out of 10. I actually want to give it an 8 because I wish I had given it I wish I'd have given TCM two a fucking eight five. I want to put TCM two higher, but eight point five and this movie lymphoma for obvious easy reasons. What do you get when you come in contact with goddamn nuclear waste? 
lymphoma. <laughs> Simple as that. Also, one of my favorite, I have to throw this out there. One of my favorite fucking scenes is the is the two coked out truck drivers. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it still makes me laugh every single time. Like, I mean giggling like a schoolgirl laughing. I fall the fuck apart every single time. Anyway, lymphoma, eight five. This movie fucking rules. Reverend. All right, man. I'm not going to lie. This gets a 10 out of 10. I have exactly 0.333333% of this podcast. And I'm going to say that this movie gets a fucking full 10 out of 10. Because it is the best movie of all fucking time. Seriously, if I have to... compare this to disease there is no disease it is just the um, ultimate realization that we all decay and rot it's gonna happen either way it's putrid it's fucked up but there's something funny and beautiful about it in that fact it's american trash at its fucking finest and i don't know any any other way to accept reality other than the fact that I am a filthy, dirty, toxic (laughs) American (laughs) and a result of this fucking bullshit, but I want to be the superhero. Maybe violence is the answer or maybe it's fart jokes. I don't know. But this movie is a 10 out of 10. Amazing, amazing. I've definitely broken somebody's nose with a headbutt and made a fart joke within 30 seconds. <laughs> there was no so better way to go, sum it up. Man. No there better way go. to sum it up. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. So, <sighs> thank you, everyone, for listening to our bullshit. Uh, we will be returning soon. I know that the Baron has something special set up with one of my favorite, favorite actors coming up. Um, as soon as we hear each other, uh, you guys want to say goodbye? I'll say what it is, if I will, what I'm, what I'm bringing to the table next, yeah? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, I think it, this involves the stars of an actor that is uh, dear to all of us. Absolutely, we all mark for the uh, gentleman. Uh, uh, now, why I chose this film. I've been thinking about horror films in the first, you know, there's that big question, what was the first horror film that you saw when you were, were a kid? For a long time, I thought it was the Nightmare on Elm Street, the ori- Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, yeah? Um, I wasn't really allowed to watch horror films except for the bizarre ones that slipped through the cracks like Toxic Avenger when I was a kid. And it wasn't until later on, teenage, adolescent years that I was able to see Nightmare on Elm Street. But no, that wasn't the case. The actual first horror film that I remembered that I saw, I guess my, my dad was a fan of the man, uh, the actor, which is Vincent Price. So I got to see the abominable Dr. Fibes as a kid. And I am classing this as a horror film. Absolutely. This is prototypical slasher material. Definitely paved the way. 
for all future endeavors along those lines. But I'm going to do, because uh, they're two films, they're not particularly long, they're kind of similar. I'll talk about whether or not quality dropped to the second one. I'll get to that on the episode. Point being, I'm going to be doing a double feature. Haven't done that since Herschel Girl, Gordon Lewis, which the Reverend beautifully covered back in the day. Go check out our past episodes. The Abominable Dr. Fives, followed by Dr. Fives Rises Again. I can't no. wait. Um, the I speak. I will speak slightly for the Reverend. Uh, we are both the hugest Vincent Price marks ever. I can't think of a better thing to connect all of our tastes, other than this fucking double feature. I think this was the first. These were the first films I actually came across uh, Vincent Price, and he just scarred my mind in a wonderfully uh, dark uh, and very a dark way, but in a very classy, gentleman-like fashion as well. If there was anyone who had ever I could say that has formed my persona as the Baron. It would be this man here, Vincent Price, and my own acting style as an actor. I take a lot from this gentleman. I take a lot from Vincent Price as well. He is legend. He is yeah, how horror could you not? royalty. Absolutely. Yeah. So how I look forward to coming. Yeah, I look forward to bringing it to the table. Yeah, that's that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, listeners. Um, until next time. Uh, yeah. Where I ride? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.